You're listening to The Enlightened Podcast. I'm Dr. Sarah Jane, and I'm a gentle chiropractor, holistic counsellor, energetic worker, intuitive guide, and yoga and meditation teacher. I'm the host and creator of The Enlightened Podcast, and I'll be bringing you stories of resilience, consciousness, healing, the human experience, and just how trauma, loss, and grief can shape us to be more compassionate and more empathetic human beings than ever before. These stories are for the highly sensitives, the empaths, and those wanting to hear a unique approach to holistic health. Hello, hello everyone and welcome to today's episode. Today I'll be chatting to Tyson Venables. He is a personal trainer, a yoga and meditation teacher also. And Tyson has a huge amount of knowledge about the human body and how to help each individual reach their highest potential. So he's really passionate about men's mental health as well. And he's also the host of his own podcast, the Mindful Man podcast. And he helps people's bodies also um, by unwinding them through Flow States Retreats, and online yoga classes currently at the moment. So welcome, Tyson. Hi, thank you for having me. (laughs) Thanks for joining me in this strange, strange time. It's nice to have a platform like this to connect with people still. That's great. Yeah, yeah. That's why I actually started it. I started it in the first um, lockdown in March so that people could still, you know, hear people that were inspiring to them without having to necessarily leave their home, some really good positive content that they can just access easily. So thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I've been looking forward to this chat. (laughs) Good. So can you just tell everyone a little bit about yourself and what you do? I tried to give you a little rap there, but (laughs) I'm sure there's more to you than that. So just give everyone a little intro to you and and I guess what you're doing. Uh, At the moment, my partner and I, we started in the first lockdown, uh, we started our uh, online health and uh, online yoga and fitness business. It's called Flow State Studios. Um, We were faced with, we'd just gotten back from a flow states retreat up in byron bay and we got back to melbourne and um literally overnight our entire plan of um working until we had to travel and stuff was flipped on its head and um Mm -hmm. we were left without work absolutely like nothing and all of our um studios and stuff had closed down and we were like, oh, no, like, what are we going to do? We were in this, like, state of shock, like, straight away. And, like, Emma's really, like, Emma, my partner, she was really quiet in it for a bit. And then we um, we literally spent our last twelve, uh, $1,400 on setting up our, our studio, uh, like, our getting all the equipment, setting up the, the website and everything like that. And we're like, we've got to make this work. So we spent all our, our last lot of money, last bit of savings, and, um, yeah, so that was at the beginning of, well, the end of March and here we are in August and we're now like seeing daily member signups and it's continuing to grow. So we've now got a couple of teachers working for us. It's been pretty magical because um, we really just kind of realised that we could, see, we could sit in this wallowing of like, oh, my God, like what's going to happen? Or we could make the situation work for us. And we, um, thankfully, both of us being um, meditators and having that um, a little bit more clearer mindset, we were able to kind of um, 
devise a plan early on rather than kind of just sit on our hands and wait for something to happen. We made something happen and it's drawn on both of our um, experience because like, yeah, like you said in the introduction, I've had over 15 years of experience in the fitness industry as a personal trainer and um, only in the last three years turned to yoga teaching. Like I've been practicing yoga for um, well over 10 years now um and that was i led that led me i was led to yoga through my own mental health um battles and um but yeah and then both of us are meditation teachers as well so we've combined the three into our online platform and um it's been a great um it's been a great platform to have been created in the fact that like People, especially now in this second lockdown in Melbourne, they've mm. really been seeing, even just been vocalizing to us. It's like this is their best part of the day. And for us, we never really intended to create something that was going to be so beneficial. Like we wanted to obviously have a, a, a fantastic product, but we never realized how extensive it would be, and especially right now. And it blows us away day to day with like what people are doing. And even the fact that like we can log on to one of our teachers classes and do a class that mm. at a, like in our studio, you know? So um, yeah, it's been, it's been pretty magical. And like we had these huge plans of travel and going over. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing now because so did we. we're supposed to be traveling around Australia right now. We're not. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting. It's like we were supposed to be, we were supposed to go to Europe for a wedding and then we're going straight from, straight from Europe to Bali to teach over there and um, run a retreat over there. And then we were supposed to be then going to India as well um, in November. So that's all kind of being squashed and we kind of had to let that go. We just had to like kind of burn it and just, um, and obviously deal with like, um, the unhappy guests and stuff like that, not being able to come on a retreat. But the big scheme of things, like we had to do it. And yeah, we're, 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 we're so pleased that what we've created now is, um, as really just continues to move forward and it's an evolving thing. And we're so stoked to, um, to have it. Mm, it's doing so well and I remember when you guys first released it you you were one of the first yoga studios to to create something fully online at least in my um, feed and my experience and I thought oh god they're really um, going for the online platform early that's great like I I didn't see many people doing it because like you said it became very very uncomfortable for a moment in time there where you know everything you knew your your whole income your whole work your whole purpose was just kind of taken from you you went you weren't allowed to practice yoga in studios anymore so I think it took a bit of time I know a lot of art online now but you guys were definitely one of the first that I saw create something pretty quickly and I remember thinking well they're they're doing really well in regards to that and you know it's it's changed in general people are a bit slow to take to it you know uh, online classes can't be as good or online classes you know aren't the same as in-person classes and and they might be true to some extent but now we're starting to realize oh hang on like it's a new way it's a different way but it's just as good and we're all becoming used to these new platforms that you know maybe we don't need to go to studios all the time how great is it that we can be anywhere in the world and access our favorite teachers and our favorite programs we couldn't do that before so 
I think we're becoming a little bit more open to that. Did you find there was some resistance at the start with people, but now it's starting to pick up? Uh, in, cer- in certain aspects, like in certain um, in certain corners of the community, yeah, there were still people, like they were still rigid in their attachment to um, um, doing yoga or fitness at a gym um, or at a studio. But um, as it's as it's gone on, a lot of the a lot of the people who were even the, the hardcore studio yogis who would kind of be white knuckle driving to try and get to the studio to then potentially get locked out of a class or get there all flustered in a hot mess and then run and then have to race out of the door to go to their see their kids or go to their job. These people have literally like their whole practice has transformed because like they now literally can just roll out of bed. Um, they can, they can, if they feel like it, put their um, yoga tights on or they just, they practice in their PJs. And it's such, <laughs> it's, I love that. Yeah. Like, and it's amazing. Like, you know, cause these people feel comfortable now and there's like even a couple of our members who have set their vocalized to us. It's like they've um, in the past gotten, red light cameras, um, fines, speeding fines, uh, parking fines, just all this other stuff that's kind of popped up for them just for having to go to a studio. So it's it's made their life a lot more simpler for them and it's allowed them also that little bit of extra time with their family and stuff before or after the, the class. So, um, yeah, we've, we've seen the people have literally – it's changed their their whole mindset on what their yoga practice looks like and what it what it's like and um in that respect it's been amazing because like these people and especially like we just finished a a a challenge with five by five challenge and um now my 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 fitness classes and stuff are more centered around strengthening a yogi or um, making a, a yogi fitter rather than just going all out um full strength like building muscle and stuff like that obviously we want to build muscle but uh, we just finished the challenge and the number of yogis who we had on the challenge who saw the benefits from doing the strength classes carry over into their yoga practice was mm-hmm. amazing too and it's something that they probably never have would never have actually had access to or or tried with a one membership yoga studio situation so um, yeah, having the, that additional fitness element um, involved has been great. Mm, well, you're almost combining the gym and a yoga studio together, really, which is, I think, why people are just loving it. What what made you want to start doing your yoga and meditation um, teacher training? I know that you said you had done yoga and meditation for quite a while there. What drew you to that site? Because it's not very common. I know it's getting more and more now, um, but back then it definitely wasn't very common for, you know, your gym men, your CrossFit men to kind of start going to the yoga and meditation side. What What drew you to that? Uh, well, like my, my own personal yoga practice, um, the more I did yoga and the more I meditated, the more I realized like I was, wasn't wholly and solely had to be in the gym to escape what I was, um, trying to escape, which was just the demons in my head. Um, cause like, um, I, when I, I lived in Canada for three and a half years and while I was over there, I tried to commit suicide. And um, off the back of that, um, the 
the doctors and the stuff they the doctors and stuff over there recommended that I um, maybe start meditation and go to yoga as well as obviously taking medication and I I didn't want to be on medication so I started the 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 yoga and meditation and saw like instant results pretty much and like my mindset and stuff began to change and so getting back to Australia I continued that and. Um, it's just gotten to a point. I was pretty lucky that I moved to Melbourne and um, from Sydney, and I got in with Lululemon and um, and started going to sweats and stuff with them, and um, and was bought into the Melbourne yoga community. And um, so Amelia Schrader, who I did my yoga teaching training through at Axis Yoga, um, she was in Elwood, and we um, yeah, so. I, just I was drawn to the way she taught and um, it was a, a lot of along the lines of like that uh, anatomical sequencing and really like and it really spoke to like my PT background. So um, and my big uh, and obviously throughout this my journey is I've had this bigger um, this bigger passion growing inside me to for men's mental health and mental health in general and just knowing from my journey, I don't want people to suffer the way I suffered and how I um, I just kind of internalized everything and didn't reach out and didn't do these um, extra things that I could have potentially been doing. So that led, that passion kind of led me into the yoga teacher training because I wanted to be able to run yo- um, yoga and fitness retreats for men um, and then Gradually, if you um, those who've ever done a yoga teacher training, you can see that you, you go on a bit of a, a journey personally, spiritually, and emotionally. And I realized, like, no, I had a bit of a special power um, being a guy who was quite heavily set in build, and um, obviously coming from a gym background and uh, professional rugby back or semi-professional rugby background, that I could potentially just open this up to not just um, not just retreats, um, moving into more so just taking it into the everyday life, everyday um, class situation. And uh, luckily, like I've obviously met Emma, my partner, through yoga and um, we're both on that same kind of journey of helping people and it's pretty special to have someone like that in your life that you can have that same kind of common um, theme and share with each other and that obviously that's where flow states retreats stemmed from the first iteration of like what we want to do and so yeah it's been pretty great from um so far and we just continue to grow you know yeah you do such a good job and I think you kind of summed it up pretty well there as well like when I met you for the first time you really are this healthy you know masculine looking man you know and it's so it's so good to have you within this sector and representing men and men's mental health as well because there'd be so many men who look up to you and just go well if he can do that and he feels safe to talk about it and he's open to doing this maybe I should try yoga maybe I should try meditation because I know even within my practice I would say probably 70 to 80 percent of my clientele are women um, and the rest are men and most of the men if I'm honest with you have either come from a yoga background or their partners have sent them in (laughs) at least initially and then they end up loving it more than them but 
do you find that men are kind of forgotten about in this sector a little bit or is that kind of what made you more passionate about men's mental health and wanting to go on that crusade a little more because it wasn't really accessible for you, I'm imagining, when you were going through your struggle? Um, I, I think more so I don't think men are so much forgotten about. Um, they, maybe um, the, the marketing stuff is probably maybe tailored more towards the female, but um, from my experience working in studios and stuff now, the studios do actively try and get men into classes, but I think for, as coming from a, a male perspective is how I um, originally started. I was a dude who was literally sweating bullets up in the back corner, holding myself up on a wall, hoping that the the people around me who were doing headstands while I was just struggling to keep myself upright um, weren't watching me fall over. And I and and I've I've sp- spoken to many other men who are the kind of the same situation. They would give it a try, but it's that kind of intimidation factor that you. Um, and especially being a male, like there's that also that competitive side that kind of comes out in quite a lot of men. So they'll try and push themselves to a point where they don't really need to, like they don't understand that they don't need to go there straight away. But it's like you're looking around, you're I can't be the person who's not doing something like that. So, um, and that's where, where I was at. And then obviously becoming more aware of like what the practice of yoga really is and taking that step back um, obviously then allowed me to grow into the practice of yoga a little bit more and a little bit more humble in how I practice. And I think that's the biggest thing for men entering yoga is the, um, and also the spiritual woo-woo side of things. Like Mm. I, 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 um, when I first started, I said, I'm never going to chant. That's just, that's just, that's, that's weird. Like I'm never going to chant. I'm never going to like repeat mantras and I'm not going to like go to bhakti yoga. I don't know what, the, why would I want to do that? You know, yeah. and, and now, now you literally can't get Krishna Das off our, um, <laughs> you know, like, I'm, and I'm dancing around the house, like dancing around chanting. And I'm like, at such a, like, you literally can leave this like planet that you're like this piece of dirt that you're standing on and just kind of transcend. And it's pretty magical once you start to realize that there's more to just this random kind of um, chanting that actually is deeper. And um, that's the, the special part about it. I think when we try and work out how to bridge that gap for men realizing that it's not all just um kind of hippie pants and um sunshine Mm. and rainbows kind of situation so that's that kind of that the the area that i'm working at at the moment is trying to work out how to help men realize the benefits of what is beautiful about meditation and yoga Mm, i think you do that so well and I guess you were talking about, you know, your own journey to yoga and your own mental health struggles when you were back in Canada and, you know, the thoughts of suicide crossing your mind. You were obviously at a very, very painful point in your life. Is that why you started uh, your podcast, The Mindful Man? It's, it, you wanted to help people in that regard or what made you want to start that? Yeah, so my my own journey uh, from, yeah, the, like because I took a bunch of um, – 
were called Percocets, which is kind of like on the same level as, um, what is it called, Panadine Fort here. And like I took a whole jar of them and woke up three days later. Um, so um, probably, and then I went to, yeah, obviously I went to the, the hospital and they I did all their things with me. And But, yeah, the the my journey really has been that kind of, and it's also mental health and stuff like has a, a run it runs in my family in a way that and I've seen and I've seen it not managed properly. I've seen how um, people just rely on the the doc the the pages and pages and pages of um, medication. Like so, when I when I was diagnosed, um, obviously with depression. Um, and I knew it was, I knew it was just environmental factors. Cause like I fell five meters off a roof and, um, and had broke, um, busted up my ankle and I'd been on, um, crutches for 11 months and mm. it was kind of, and I'd broken up with my girlfriend and all this sort of situation. So it was a lot of situational depression for me. Um, but yeah, seeing this all play out. So when I asked my dad, because I knew he had, um, depression and I said like, well, um, they've asked me to get a family history of drugs and he sent me four, pa- four A4 pages of wow. um, drugs that he'd been on and it, it blew me away. I'm like, there's no way in hell that I am going to get go down this route. There's no way in hell that I am going to be that person who has and there's obviously there's nothing there's nothing wrong if you're on medication and you need the medication to help um, stabilise chemical imbalances and stuff like that but I was like there's no way I'm doing this like I'm gonna obviously I went on antidepressants and I wanted to make sure that I was steady and then use these other factors of like eating well sleep because I also I wasn't sleeping properly I wasn't eating properly Mm. so I got that in check and then I started noticing that my mood was getting better and then I started practicing yoga and meditating and I'm like oh I'm feeling like I'm feeling great and that sort of thing, like, so I, with this and then fast-forwarding into so my experience and seeing my experience with my dad and um, other family members, I, I, I was like, I just want to – the Mindful Man Project kind of stemmed from um, just really getting down to the nitty-gritty on what actually makes men tick and where they um, – might struggle so finding those areas and rather than just kind of dealing with the uh, the symptom like the symptoms or the what is happening is getting to the cause getting to the causes of what makes men um get to these depressed sedates so it's like maybe it's relationship issues maybe it's not knowing how to communicate um financial issues failing at business or you know, so and so that's where the Mindful Man project really stemmed from is um, really wanting to get guests on who have either been to that depth and either come back out the other side and already working through it, but have also got a story to tell that um, that people might even other people might resonate with and that can potentially help just one or two listeners. You know, and that's where the Mindful Man project really evolved from and. I, I'd love to be able to eventually get it to a point where it's a program where um, there's men, um, whether it's a in-person thing or online, 
where you kind of just come together and um, you might have a successful man in the room who's who obviously like everyone's term of success is different, mm-hmm. but um, someone who might have felt like, and especially at the moment, like COVID's, COVID's shown um, it's been a pretty, um, it's been a leveler of the playing field essentially. So uh, you could have been the most successful high-flying businessman, but you're literally now, and that's the thing is like really helping these people realize, okay, maybe my identity um, from what I did have to what it could is now, maybe I need to make a little bit of a change and that's, yeah, the Mindful Man project really. Mm, it, yeah, definitely. I think even I've um, discovered that more and more during these times. It's kind of it, it brings things back down to real basic level and basic needs and wants for happiness in life, you know, because um, everything else has kind of been taken. It's, it's stripped everyone back down to the relationship they have with themselves and their loved ones in their household and, um, you know, people are doing things like creating relationships with themselves that they normally fill with, say, distractions or, or other things. And what I love that you mentioned is, you know, that your dad and other family members had kind of experienced mental health uh, challenges as well, because you do usually see that it's quite rare that I ever have any of my clients be the only one within their uh, family or environment that's experienced these feelings. Do you think there's such a thing as, say, like generational trauma or do you think it's like a genetic thing or do you think that it's literally an environment thing in that and where we're not really taught, you know, the tools or the other ways of helping ourselves during these things and we all kind of just flow on from that? It's like, you know, people with drugs or alcohol, a lot of the time there's addicts within the family. It's not just one member. What do you think around that? Yeah, 100%. I, I, I agree. It's, there's generational, there's the generational trauma. There's a lot of stuff that I've done with inner child work and stuff like that that I've either learnt off, um, off my dad, my uncles, my grandf- my grandparents, like as, as a child. And when, they, when you're that most um, susceptible, susceptible to influence um, and these messages and stuff that were being imprinted, um, it's just, I think that's, and then obviously even just the way your parents hold, hold themselves, you know, like, um, how they held themselves in certain situations and whether they lost their, lost their temper and stuff like that. Um, I think that's a very big thing, like learned behaviours and stuff. Um, and then I even know, like, there's um, – I used to go to work with my dad quite often and um, my um, my dad would say to me, he'd be like, like, I love my dad, and, and but he's just one of those guys – he's one of those guys who's cut from the, the old – the old silk, you mm. know, and mm-hmm. like I, I, um, I go to go to work with him, and because he's a builder, and we'd work all day, and he goes, "All right, it's time to go. Let's go home to the boss. She's probably going to get cranky at us. So we'll get burning late." So like that was the like a, a message that I was hearing, and then he'd walk in the door, and like I was probably ten or eleven, and um, at the time, and he'd walk in the door, and he'd he'd say. Like she'd go, hey boys, how you going? He goes, he'd grunt at her, and so then I'd kind of grunt at her because like I was coming home from work, and obviously that's what dad does when he comes home from work, he grunts at her. But it's like the, these these things is kind of this, uh, it gets passed down, and if you're not aware of it, and you're not aware of what is happening, and the same thing with the mental health stuff, it's like if this continue, like if you 
continue down the track and your, your your kids and so like Emma's pregnant at the moment and we're becoming so Yay! yeah <laughs> so she's just half she's halfway now and like we've been oh gosh that went so quick yeah it's nuts it's it's he's, she's not even shown yet so you must be a small little boy at the moment but yeah um but yeah like um just even now knowing and doing the work for myself is and and seeing those those the behaviors and stuff that played out in my childhood and the the issues and stuff that my mum and dad dad had and the way they interacted in the family unit is something that's really being um, I've been become more conscious of and want to break. And I think that's the that's the thing is like when you actually realize, okay, cool, this is a this was a, this is not me. This is what I learned, and it's probably not right. It's not sitting right. And I think that's also like where these um, issues that have been popping up lately, um, a lot of it, it's all bringing up people's generational trauma. It's stuff that we haven't we haven't dealt with, and we're being forced to sit with it and work out why it's now making us feel uneasy and um the same thing with this the other mental health stuff like you when you then have to be faced with sitting in your own shit um and working out why it's why it's being caused that is when the magic actually begins to happen like it's that like the lotus flower rising up from the depths of the the mud you know um once you start to work this out, you can then go, okay, like I can shift this. Like this is no longer can be a pat. This is no longer a pattern. This is no longer um, going to. I'm not going to no any longer allow this to affect me, um, or it won't affect me in the way it has before. It might still kind of draw something up, but you can still acknowledge that it's making you upset rather than turning into a a, a bad pattern. Mm. Why do you think people don't really want to go to those depths or those levels within themselves to get to that kind of, you know, root cause of why things are the way they are or why they think the way they think and is it even them that thinks that or is it society that's told them or the other people that have shaped them that they should think this or should do that? Do you think many people find it really painful to delve into that place or they actually just haven't found that awareness yet or they just don't want to or it's painful or they don't even know themselves what's really them or, or other people's thoughts or opinions. Yeah, I think it's a, um, I think it's that uncomfortable nature. It's that it's that it's that really icky feeling that you get in the pit of your stomach, and it's that also the intuition. Like we, um, we from a young age, we kind of get beaten out of us to listen to your own intuition. Uh, we get told we get told to listen to teachers who know better. We get told to listen to politicians who know better. We and we get told to listen to our parents who know better. And if you get if you step out of line, you 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 get um, you get disciplined in some way. And I think when we when we lose touch with our intuition even at the youngest of age like you have a look at a, a two or three year old who doesn't really get told what to do too much they can kind of work out what is right and wrong through mistakes of their own so they might walk off a step that's too high and like fall off and potentially injure themselves 
But then, like, I'm not going to do this with my child. I'm not going to let him walk off a cliff and then see if he see if he is all right. But it's like, <laughs> you know, like I think like you once you begin to influence people so much so with your own um, dialogue and stuff like that, then people don't get to listen to the, what the gut is telling them. And so then when they've then gone so far into listening to what every other one, every other person says, they then don't know how to listen to what their, their gut says, what their intuition's telling them. And I've, I've been finding it a lot lately, especially because like a lot of the stuff I share on Instagram and um, stuff like that, it, it does get, it's a bit of a talking point and people do either get really quite triggered by it or they um, do ask questions. But even those who are asking questions, I ask them to go and do the research. I, 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 I point them in the direction that they potentially go because if I start telling people, do this, do that, do this, do that, and I'm no better than like the mainstream media. Like you're now just coming to me for answers rather than doing your own research and feeling into what is actually coming up for you. And that's the thing I think with people, they, I think circling back to your, 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 your question, it's, it's, I think it's just becomes, it's, it's, it's hard. And a lot of people at the moment and a lot of people these days want the easier option. It's the stuff that's, um, it's that McDonald's, it's like the McDonald's like analogy, right? It's that fast food situation. You want to be able to just drive through, grab, get the information and keep going and not have to deal with what is actually the repercussions of it. And I think that's kind of what's happening now is there's all these different things popping up and people are jumping on bandwagons and stuff like this and not actually sitting and thinking about the repercussions of what or where stuff has originated and um yeah and then once you start to work in that's the like doing inner child work is sitting down and actually finding the origins of where this stuff is coming up mm-hmm. i actually just shared something like that on my stories just before this conversation actually which is a <laughs> bit on power play about you know a lot of the time when people come and see me, the first thing that they ask me when the session is finished is, oh, when should I come back? You know, when do you need to see me again? And I really, really hesitate with that and tell people, you know, I want you to feel it within your body of when you think you need to come back or feel within yourself when you would like another session. Like, when would you like to come back? And they always come up with a number, you know, they always say, oh, well, in two weeks or three weeks. And I say, great, that's when we'll do it. Because even in that situation, people are taught that because I'm that you know, the professional that they've come to see that I should know better than them and I should know when they need to come back. And it kind of disempowers them from themselves and listening to their own body and listening to their own feelings about when they need to actually come back. And I don't want to take that power away from them. It's it's literally like you said, I'll plant some seeds with them in, in regards to like, well, after feeling your body today, you know, it may be beneficial to come at least once a month, you know, just so that we can work on things. But what do you think? What what does your body tell you at the moment? And they'll always know. So it's it's really interesting that you say that because they they really struggle with that initially. They want me to give them the plan. Yeah, absolutely. And like, and that's what I, I incorporate into all my yoga classes and my fitness classes is like empowering people to be in charge of their body. You know, it's like we walk around in this amazing vessel that's been created by God or whatever has created it. And we only have this one life to master it. And mm. um, 
if you're just walking around numb and just going through the motions and not in charge of this like amazing ship that's like taking you to like far off like if if forget the planes and stuff like that if you didn't have your body you wouldn't be you wouldn't be overseas you know and so i try and really like instill in the people who come to my my classes and my um, fitness classes is like okay how does this exercise feel in your body or this this pose in your body how does that feel how do you feel in space because when you become a master of how you feel in space you then can you're then mastering your own body to then go out into the greater world and if you're in, in charge of your own body, then anything else that comes at you, then you're actually better equipped to face these different things that come come up to you rather than going into that fight or flight or retreating because you don't actually um, have the the, um, the tools to continue to go forward. And I think that's the biggest thing is having these uh, empowering people to, like you said, is like empowering them to know what their body's doing and what their mind's doing and um, how that's doing it for them and then seeking the help that they need um, rather than just having someone tell them this is good for you, you've got to take this, blah, 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 blah. Mm, well, it's, it's, yeah, it's just what we're conditioned to really, isn't it? Because even when they see me, they want a diagnosis, you know, they want to know what label I want to attach to what they're experiencing and just so they can understand it as such. But a lot of the time people will have a pretty good idea themselves as to why it's occurred. You know, I might have someone come in who's had chronic pain throughout their whole system for the last six months and I'll, I'll the first question I'll ask them is well what happened six months ago you know what happened in your life that helped your body not be able to create the space to kind of facilitate that pain and, and start working optimally again what what happened and most of the time they'll say something like oh well you know I went through a divorce or a breakup or both or I lost my job or there's a lot of environmental factors or emotional factors that really contribute as well and, and people still are seeing the mind and body is separate and I think what you guys do and what I'm trying to do is really really help people see that there's not you know separateness between emotion mind and physical and body it's literally one thing like if if something emotional happens in your life it can affect your physiology it can affect your chemicals in your brain it there's no difference and I think people are starting to learn that a little bit more and more as well yeah absolutely like and I think like um like what was I going to go with this? Sorry, <laughs> uh, like, <laughs> I I think with the people, they um. No, I'm sorry, I'm lo- I just kind of lost my train of thought. That's okay. That happens to me all the time on a daily basis. You don't have to apologize. No, it happens I, all the time. I, I agree with what you were saying anyway. So yeah, it's like. <laughs> It's, it's just so important that we all, you know, take our power back and take that time to build that relationship with ourselves and really figure out why we are the way we are, why we're doing what we're doing and why we're feeling the way we're feeling, whether it's physically, mentally, whatever. We have to kind of take that responsibility back. And I think, you know, with your Instagram posts and stories, you were mentioning it before about how sometimes people are finding what you post a little triggering at times or thought-provoking as such. But 
you really are quite courageous in the things that you speak and express. And I think you you did a post the other day about saying that people could unfollow you if they weren't um, capable of, say, an open dialogue or discussion about these kind of topics, but also they just kind of slid into your DMs for the first time. You know, they've been following you for two years and never really been active on your page and then all of a sudden have something to say in terms of a DM. Yeah. What do you think it is about what you're posting that people are struggling with? What is it that you're provoking within them to then maybe not even be able to have an open discussion with you about it. Like what's what's happening there? I think it I I think personally and knowing just knowing from what people do say and what they do come up with, it's obviously the stuff that they're like what we we're talking about before is that um, intuition. Um, and they're just they've been programmed and listened uh, told to one um, one way and they're not open to critically thinking both ways and like I keep drawing back to primary school and you know when we used you used to do debate class and you'd actually have to do those who have done debate class and Mm -hmm. and you'd have to do debate for and against so you'd, you'd you'd put together your argument for it and then you put together your argument against it and we've since that time, we literally, we literally go, no, we're only for something and that is it. And mm-hmm. rather than looking at the both sides of the coin and then re- using your own intuition, your own thinking to realize, okay, maybe this far left um, point of view is just way out there. The far right is just crazy. Somewhere in the middle is that truth. And that's what I find a lot of people who do slip into the, um, to, to the DMs are so far in one way and they're just not willing to budge. And, I, I, and I, I'm all for having my mind change, you know. Like I'd rather have my mind change and go, oh, yeah, you've got some very valid points and um, I, you've, you've, you've changed my point. I'll, I'll remove my post or I'll acknowledge that you've like shown me the way and but there's a lot of people who still are just grinding in the same way because that's and circling back to your 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 question yeah I think that's the biggest thing for people at the moment is um it's that personal responsibility personal responsibility is the biggest thing it's like we just want to blame someone else and we want to be able to um have someone else fix our fix our our, our problems when we're our, we're our own masters we are everything in the world you know like we can change our happiness we can change our health we can change whatever we want and there's just people who haven't really realized that they are the answer to all of their problems mm. what do you think some of the biggest lessons people are learning at the moment like especially with COVID-19 and everything what do you think some of the lessons are coming up for people right now I, it's 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 so many layers like and that's the thing is like there's so many different like so many different issues being raised and I think it's it's showing people that they have probably lost touch with who they are as a person and just allowed themselves to go along on the treadmill with everybody else and I think that's the 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 thing that's coming up like i'm not saying i'm right in every 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 thing that i post and i'm not saying that i'm right in everything i do but like at least 
I have, I'm able to use discernment and go, okay, cool. That was probably not the right thing to do. That was probably um, down the line. And, uh, but also having the clarity of mind to um, speaking in kind of like Vedic terminology is like um, using your discernment to before you react at a situation, you know, as being able to respond in a way that you can actually go, yeah, I'm not going to do that because that doesn't sit right with me. My intuition is telling me I'm not going to do that. My mind, I'm not in like the thinking mind and I'm, I'm not just overthinking situation. I'm able to sit and think about, sit with in a place of being and able to um, feel grounded and then witness how my thoughts are actually affecting my behavior. And I think that's where a lot of people at the moment, they, because they're, um, especially like with the, like the Black Lives Matters, the COVID, 5G, if you want to go back as far as like the, the bushfires, the floods, everybody has been triggered in some de- description because like, you know, and I think it's like it just on these multiple different levels, it's just I think nature is teaching, is, is showing us it's like, um, again, circling into like the Vedic wisdom is like um, you, can, you can have this state of maintenance for so long. And otherwise, like it's going to come into destruction or creation. And at the moment, we're in a huge um, state of destruction because we've gone so long in in maintenance phase. And until we realize, okay, like this mate, this destruction's happening because we've ignored all of these X, Y, Z issues. So then once we begin to realize it as a, like not just humanity, as an individual who makes up the seven and a half billion people on the world, in their world, is like once you realize that how your, um, your actions affect your surroundings, your environment, that is when you will begin to make the change and then creation will actually begin to present itself in your life. And that's kind of like what happened with us is like we had that destruction pattern happen. Obviously our um, our lives that we knew it, that we were teachers at yoga, teachers in yoga studios, and that was our kind of who we were. That happened and we're like, oh, well, that's burnt to the ground. Okay, we've now got to create this. We've now got to step into creation. Otherwise, there's going to be more destructive patterns. And when you realize that, then that is when you can really start to make the change and really step into like flow. Like you begin to realize, okay, cool. Like this, this destructive pattern happens, then we've got to change it. Okay. This is still happening. Okay. Why is this still happening? And yeah, I think that's where um, at the moment with every, what everybody's dealing with, it's kind of uh, that huge destruction pattern and, We've got to sit down as individuals and work out why this is kind of happening to you. It's it's not happening to you. It's just happening through you. Mm. 
Thanks so much for that. Like, I really appreciate you joining me today and I think you're going to give everyone a lot of things to think about and, and also for them to maybe self-reflect on some things as well in terms of maybe, you know, helping them create more space between that emotion or that emotive feeling and the reaction, hopefully something where they can actually, um, you know, respond in a way without that knee-jerk reflex to so many things just in general in life and, I think it's, like you said, it really is a rebirthing for a lot of people. Life as we knew it has changed and, you know, it will change to some extent in the future even if things do go back to some kind of normality. I think a lot of us are hoping to create a different normality, um, something that's different from before where we're not rushing around, we're not getting those, you know, red light camera fines that you were talking about because so many of us are, we're just rushing, 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 running around, running around and it's it's really made us create that space for us to go, well, why are we doing it, doing that and do we need to do that and what can be different in my life going forward and how is everything I thought I was and thought I knew isn't there anymore? How can I change this to maybe create something that is more in line with who I am and what I want to be? Yeah, 100%. Uh, and it's, it's, a, it's a powerful place to be sitting in, in, in humanity, you know. It's like it's as as uncomfortable as some of these situations are, that we are being presented with such a great opportunity to step into who we are as a person and then who how we can then affect those people around us in a really positive way. And once when when we when we all realize that, there is great things on, on the horizon. And that's what I really am really hoping that people, and especially people who are listening today or listening to the podcast, um can take out of it is like you do have the power to change who you are and really step into that um owning this beautiful body that you um inhabit um from the brain down to the toes like literally own it and um as uncomfortable some of the stuff is you will really see the benefit on the backside of it that's for sure yeah, definitely. Well, I will post um, on this podcast the website, your website, also the Flow States website and uh, your Instagram. So hopefully people can find you if they want to um, start doing Flow State with you and Em and wishing you guys both the best on um, her pregnancy and your baby soon to be. And um, congratulations on your engagement as well. It's been a very big year for you guys. So <laughs> I just hope everything um continues to be beautiful for you both and magical for you both and um hopefully one day when we can i'll I'll see you guys up there soon yeah for sure thank you so much for having me on and thank you to the listeners for listening tuning in um yeah and hopefully one day we can come on up and enjoy the sunshine and the surf and and it'd be lovely sounds lovely all right tyson thanks everyone for listening and a new episode will be posted up in the next week or two as well thanks guys awesome